This is The Holy Hour, the all-cure podcast. A podcast devoted to the legendary alternative act, The Cure. Thanks so much for joining us. This is Gavin, and um, boy are you lucky if you happen to be a Cure fan and wanting to hear a Cure podcast, because this is the third installment of uh, our coverage of the 2016 tour that they're currently on. Last we spoke, they were rounding out some shows in Texas, and now they are just blowing up the West Coast. And um, if you went to these shows or want to know what they're like, stay tuned, because we got coverage of the three nights that they played at the Hollywood Bowl coming up right here, courtesy of our buddy Arusha Baker, the director, producer of the upcoming documentary Push, a Cure Fan documentary. She um, is on the streets again with her buds and uh, providing some great, great insight to the shows night by night. So we're going to go through all three nights to kick things off. We have some coverage from a friend of hers to get the hype going. Here's a quick segment pre-night one at the Hollywood Bowl. Hi, Arusha. My name is Emily. Um, I'm 42. I'm from a suburb of Chicago, and I'm here tonight, May 23rd, at the Hollywood Bowl. Um, it's between sets right now. Twilight, The Twilight Sad just finished playing, and they're setting up the stage for The Cure. Um, anyway, my Cure story is that I followed them total, like, hardcore through high school and a little bit into college, and then, I don't know, I don't know what happened. I just, I always still listen to their music, but I kind of lost touch and wasn't following them, like, not you know, listening to or buying new stuff. Um, then I saw them at Riot Fest in Chicago 2014 and thought, oh my God, what the fuck have I been missing for the past uh, 18 years or so? So um, I'm making up for lost time. I saw them at Riot Fest, like I said. Then I saw shows in Hammersmith um, in 2014. And I've got seven, maybe eight shows this summer. So, oh my God, it's crazy. It's in between sets right now. The Twilight Sad just finished playing and they're getting the stage ready for the cure. And the people are awesome. I just saw Mama and her little baby. I mean, for real, a baby, maybe like a year and a half, um, wearing a little tiny Boys Don't Cry t-shirt. Cutest thing ever. Total like punk mama with crazy hair. It was awesome. Um, There's lots of crazy hair around, lots of black as you would expect and just some totally average everyday looking people too the um, crowd seems super friendly and everyone's kind of excited right now just like waiting there's a lot of screaming and people like meeting up with their friends and hugging each other and oh my god it's gonna be awesome I can't wait all right um, I'm gonna go to my seat but um, hope this recording is what you had in mind and thanks so much for doing what you do okay bye Hey, Gavin and team, this is Arusha from Push, a Cure Fan documentary, and you're listening to the Holy Hour podcast, and I'm reporting to you live, not live, it's all recorded, everybody already, everybody now hears everything right away, like, everybody already knows the songs, but we're, we, I'm here with my friends at the Hollywood Bowl, night one of, uh, three nights Right? Recorded live. Recorded live? <laughs> but you guys already know all the songs because everything's like recorded immediately. 
So, I don't know. I mean, there's just so many people here. <laughs> who, wants to, who wants to start? I was really happy to... Um, I lost my voice after Austin. <laughs> oh, you did? Yeah. When I, once I got back to San Francisco, voice gone. Really? So I had like a day of my voice, but then the, all the singing <laughs> along and yelling got caught up to all me. All the fun just um, ruined you? Yeah. <laughs> um, but too late. I'm so happy I got to see too late. Yeah. yeah. That was super cool. Yeah. Because I was in Vegas and I I went to the bathroom during a song and then I tried to come back down and they wouldn't let me back on the floor because they sold, said it was oversold. Oh. Wait, and so then they started playing too late so I could like hear too late, but I couldn't see it and I was so upset. <laughs> This was in Vegas? Oh, yeah, because yeah. you started in, what, Vegas? El Paso. No, oh, El Paso. I forgot already. <laughs> oh, my God. So many shows. Cindy's here, too, but she's not going to talk. But she did just clap. I don't talk. She doesn't talk, <laughs> but she was very excited to hear Too Late. Yay. Uh, and Ruben, what do, you, what do you have to say? Um, I'm, I was really excited for Piggy in the Mirror. Because I think everybody here knows that they usually have two keyboardists. <laughs> with that song right and i kind of knew that roger could pull it off on his own and he didn't need like it you know anybody else's help there right and i'm glad that it's back on this tour because i think last time i heard that was on the swing tour oh really in sacramento uh yeah so i was really happy and it makes me wonder what other things can they do can they do cold because that's also two keyboardists requirement too so does Roger have that up his sleeve? Has he worked that out on his own? Cold? Yeah, cold. Well, they've played cold. Oh, they have on yeah. this tour? No, not yeah. this tour. Yeah, I don't, I can't even remember. Dream when was tour, the last they time? played it. Yeah, Dream yeah. Tour. So they always required Perry and Roger. Was Perry, I don't even remember. Perry was playing guitar, though. I think he switches over to keyboard for that one song. Yeah. Um, yeah, so... It's always traditionally two keyboardists for Piggy, Cold, and one other... Oh, Trust, but, you know. Yeah. Roger Roger just killed that tonight, so... Yeah. So it makes me think, is Cold going to come back later down the road? Uh, it'd be nice to, nice to see. So, yeah, this is your first uh, yeah. outing, right? Yeah, this is my first show of four that I have scheduled, but... You know, like everybody said, I'm eyeing New York for sure. Where are they playing? What, what venue is it? Madison Square, Square Garden. I MSG. think. I mean, I live in New York, and I honestly like I'm looking forward to it, but I'm kind of not looking forward to the hecticness. Like, I almost want to go to like North Carolina or like <laughs> yeah. or Miami, even though we. I'm considering Miami. I really See, am. We we yeah, bought, we we bought tickets to Miami, but then we're like, fuck it, I can't go work. Blah blah blah. And now I'm like. Eh. Yeah, I think I think I really want to go. Oh, we can get the we can get them otherwise, but. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's a will, there's a way. Speaking of extra tickets, so I had an, I had a really good extra ticket for tomorrow night, and I came up on a better ticket, right? So I I I reach out to Craig, he tweets it, nobody really responds. Uh -huh. I put it on eBay. It lasted 58 seconds, and some guy from Germany bought it. Oh wow! And I messaged him, and I'm like, Hey man, I'm not gonna be able to send this to you in time. You're gonna be here by the time the ticket gets there. So I'm meeting up with him sometime tomorrow, and he's he bought the ticket already. But I thought that was crazy. Who buys a ticket on eBay from Germany and like so just shows here? up? Like he's already here, oh, okay. but he didn't go to tonight's show for some reason. Maybe he didn't have a ticket. Yeah, it's pretty crazy though. 
Yeah. That's the reach this band has. That's insane. Like, I don't, I don't know if he already had plans to come here or what, but I felt that was like really crazy for somebody out of the blue to just snap it up and be like, I'm going to that show. Kendra, what do you have to say about the show? I was super excited to hear so much off of Kiss Me, Kiss Me, Kiss Me. Uh, off of what? Kiss Me, Kiss Me, Kiss Me. <laughs> <laughs> kiss Me some more. <laughs> Kendra's from Denver. Kendra's seen the band a few times, but she, she decided to join our cult for tonight. <laughs> Hang out with good friends. Were there any disappointments? I, the first set, they played a lot of poppy stuff. The first set? Yeah, didn't they? Like, they kind of started out and played a lot of the poppy stuff, and I was like, oh, what's going on? Yeah. But they like put, mostly disintegration. Yeah, I, I was like, the Well, it was after down. that, like, yeah. so then it, then it got to the middle, and what did they do? So, they always they do, do just that, like heaven, They do lullaby, the yeah. and they'll do yeah. love song, and then right. they'll do... Just like heaven, but right. just like how it is San Diego, was actually the encore, which was weird. Right. That's cool. They yeah. kind of mixed that That's up. Cool. But but then, yeah, the, the first set seemed kind of shorter than normal. Yeah, yeah, right. it was weird. I was like, okay. Well, did they play Piggy in the yeah, Air yet? Yeah. That's yeah, what I yeah, thought, yeah, yeah. like, one time. Did they play 100 years? Uh, yes. Yeah. 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 Was there any first tonight? Uh, yeah, that's what I don't think so. But the um, uh, Shake Dog Shake, was that the one with the projection screens where they were each on one? Yeah. Yeah. That was really cool. Yeah, that, that was, was my really favorite. Good. I guess I'm all about the projections. That's probably <laughs> what I saw. Give me it? Yeah. We saw they, Give Me It. In Vegas. Yeah, no, we was, saw Give Me It. Yeah, okay. They did in Vegas, didn't they? Yeah. We saw yeah, all those that's, songs. That's what I was talking about, Shake Dog Shake, because yeah. that's where I had seen that Oh, except for the pop set at the end. We didn't right. see that stuff. The pop set. Oh, you're right. Well, why we didn't see Why Can't I Be You or... Oh, Love Cats. Yeah, Love Cats and... I know. I kind of don't count that stuff. Is that bad? <laughs> as what, what don't you count it as? I, I guess it's like in my head when I'm like, I like, what do we already see? There's songs that I'll more easily forget, mm. not because I necessarily like them less, but they're just easy, more easily accessible. Yeah. So that like, it's just easier for me to forget that I didn't see them. If that makes sense, do you know what I mean? Yeah, sure. Um, I'm excited about the next two nights. Yeah. Because I feel like they're really going to open up the set because there's so many things they haven't played. Right. Um, and they got through a lot of that stuff. Um, yeah, I want to say they got through most of it. They got through the top set. Yeah. They got through the disintegration set, the pop set. They can do the 17-second set oh, yeah, and the Fate like... set. Um, they can do more. <laughs> they did enough Wish. Well, they'll, they'll, they'll do From the Edge to the Deep Green Sea in one of those two nights. Um, yeah, I'll there's be all outside. that stuff. I'll be outside tomorrow. <laughs> but you, really. but it could certainly be um, the third show. I feel like I'm gonna be able to hear it. Oh yeah, totally. Sounds great, man. Too. This is where I was. What, um, Megan? How did it compare to the the last two shows that you saw? Um, I think it was pretty much on par with San Diego. Because Vegas, you said, was not the best? Yeah, the I I think maybe, you know, it was because the floor was general admission. And right. so it was oversold, so it was really crowded. And right. it was like, I don't know, people were like fighting and there was all kinds of stuff going on. And I'm short, so I can't see anything. <laughs> so was, so I don't like that. Was it a good crowd? Were people invested in the show? 
they were invested in the pop songs for sure. They were drunk. Yeah. yeah. So it was like a party Vegas party crowd. crowd. Yeah, party crowd. Yeah. So, I mean, I was happy to be seeing him because it was my first show of this tour. But uh, but I definitely liked these two shows more. What did you think about the crowd tonight? Um. It's a little hard to say because where we were sitting, there were a lot of maybe industry people. So there were a fair amount of people standing up, but um, but there were also a fair amount sitting down. I did keep turning around to look to see what was going on back there. And I did see a lot of people sitting down through a lot of the songs, but then standing up through the ones they knew. What did you think? Where were you? I was in section D in the like very front. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. And everybody behind me, I was really surprised that they were singing along to some of the more obscure songs. Oh, okay, that's good. So, and there was people that probably shouldn't have been down there just hanging out, you know, through the walkway, and they were dancing like crazy. It was. Oh, no, that's nice. And then I, something weird happened. I met Tony Hawk on the way oh, really? through. That's awesome. Oh yeah. And took a, snapped a little selfie with him and then realized he was like a few sections down and I can totally see him. Uh And he was like really into the show. So I'm like looking around and I'm seeing a lot of people like really into the show. I'm hearing it behind me and it just kind of got me going more. You know what I mean? Like, I think it, it, it's one thing to enjoy it. You know, I'm sure everybody's been to multiple shows, right? And they're kind of, you know. They know what to expect, and they kind of, like you said earlier, you get in the zone. Um, but I got a lot from other people today, like seeing people's faces walking in through that entrance because D is right, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's right the there. But well, you were kind of in the front row of D. Yeah, so you could see everybody's faces light up, you know, as they walk in. A lot of them walked in late today, obviously. Yeah. But, um, you know, and it was, it was cool to see that, to see everybody else's reactions to because i'm assuming this is probably the first and maybe only time they're going to see the cure right compared to what kind of what we do where we're kind of in it for the long haul you know what i mean how many the the question is how many cure shows have you been to ruben i think i'm closing in on a hundred it's pretty close which a year first ones were when, were you, when was your first one? Oh, uh, you were a kid in, like, I was a kid. Tour. I was, yeah. So, uh, well, the swing tour, I did, like, I think three or four shows there. Oh, that was, okay. Um, and I was a kid kid at, in 92 when I saw them at in San Jose at Spartan Stadium. That was Jeff's first show. No. No, it wasn't. It was I swing tour. We went to the same Sacramento and San Jose swing tour yeah, shows. And you did too. Yeah, yeah. I was in Sacramento yeah. '96, which that was, was an amazing show. show. I'll never forget that. that. I got like almost to the very front for that. Yeah. That was that was phenomenal because they did 100 years. Sacramento? Yeah. They did forever. I, yeah, they did like all this like stuff that I. Yeah. It was great. Yeah, that was one of the that was one of the shows that really stands out to me from the swing tour. We made a lot of promotional shows. Like, we got lucky in the Bay Area and California in general. We had a lot of, like, they played, like, some radio shows like BFD. Right. Um, they played that Acoustic Christmas one year. Uh, we were kind of on a roll. Like, even when they weren't touring, they were showing up to California. Right. And I went to every single one of those. Like, I ate that up right. for sure. Even this that weird San Bernardino show that they did, it was, like, 
called Flashback to the 80s. Oh, where, oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. Tons of bands. It was so weird. And that was the lineup that they played in chronological order, right? Yeah, that was the show where they played in chronological order. The bands? uh, No, just just the Cure. The Cure. They played. The set list was in chronological order. I gotta look that up. I never heard of that. What year was that? Uh, I can't even. It was a weird concept. So what they did is they booked a bunch of eighty bands, eighties bands, and then they booked a bunch of modern bands that were influenced by those bands, or they thought they were influenced by those bands. So. The set was like Bow Wow Wow, like Duran Duran was there, The Cure was headlining. I'm say it was like 2002. Yeah. yeah. There was, was a, one of those Christmas festivals uh, in 97. That makes sense. Yeah. It, was, it was a weird show. Like yeah. Fountains of Wayne was there. Really? Interpol <laughs> was there. Okay. So uh, later, yeah, so it must have been, yeah. Yeah, so I gotta look up that set list. Somehow I missed that one. It was, it was cool. a crazy show. Huh. Crazy show. I, I have to say that seeing Plain Song in the daylight was weird. Yeah. It wasn't bad. It was. Weird. It was weird though because I feel like that's such a night song. Mm-hmm. Like that's such a like you need a the smoky lights. stars yeah. and the sky and the not like daylight. <laughs> but how many songs? They were three songs short of. Completing that disintegration, right? Uh, homesick. Cindy Water is Jay Prayers for Rain. Prayers for Rain. Untitled. Untitled. Oh, Untitled. That's yeah. right. Untitled. Cool. <laughs> Got too late, though. That makes up for three songs. Yeah. <laughs> they get a credit. Yeah. I just have to say that Bob Harper from The Biggest Loser was sitting by us. Ah, and he filmed yeah. the he filmed Disintegration, yeah, which we thought was yeah. interesting. And then he left, so yeah, I don't know what that was all about, but he, he left after like the first encore. He filmed it like with his phone? Yeah. 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 He also didn't seem to be eating too healthy, but you know, not that I was paying attention. Wow. <laughs> Alright. Well, Gavin, uh, unless anybody else has some some input. Thank you. <laughs> uh, oh, can we talk about Simon's crotch? At this oh concert, God. they have these little cameras that shoot up at the band members, and the one that was pointing at Simon was always, but he this kept was coming like up to him, and he was pointing right at his crotch. You couldn't see his upper body, oh, just yeah. his crotch. Yeah. You didn't oh, somebody oh, fucking oh, get behind yeah. the camera like, and move it. Did Move it to like where it needs to be because that's just stupid. And this is my first show, but the mixing of his bass was amazing. Yeah, like it was it. like punchy and just yeah, coming it was through really the whole ba- mix, This right? venue was very bassy. Yeah. Even when Twilight Sad was playing, when you walked in, you could feel yeah, the like yeah. boom, boom, boom. You know. Right. Yeah. It was good. Good times. All right. So we'll see you guys tomorrow. Yeah. At night two, Hollywood Bowl. Can't Over wait. and out, team. A solid set list. Celebrity sightings. My boy Tony Hawk was even there. Oh my goodness. Let's see what happens on the second night. Alright. Uh, this is Arusha, the director and producer of Push, a Cure fan documentary reporting from night two of three, Los Angeles, California. Uh, you're listening to the Holy Hour podcast, and there's a lot of people here tonight. How was Pretty the sh- amazing. How was the show for you? I had really good seats, and it was it was amazing because last night I was so far away, but the, tonight I could actually they weren't like ants. I mean, they were I could see them. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And I could like see the little things that they were doing and stuff. And um, 
no, I, I had a lot of fun tonight, and um, I was a little sad because I only have, well, I mean, there's only one more LA show, and then I go home, and I gotta go back to my normal life, but I am going to Denver and Chicago, and maybe more. <laughs> Never enough. It's never enough. Never enough. It's so weird. It's I know. Like I, I don't know what it is. Like I just, it's just uh, yeah, kind of crazy. But um, but one would think that like, if it was like we we're all on a nostalgia train, that the train would stop. Because that's what I keep hearing is like, well, you like that kind of music or you like that band or whatever because it was like a part of your teenage angst years. And I, I don't think it's as, as limited as that. It, like their music, as I grew, their music grew with me. And I could relate it to other things in my life as I got older, you know? Yeah. And it's just like a part of me. And I was thinking tonight that I spent over more than half my life like doing cure, like going to cure shows and doing cure things. It's like, I don't know. That's, that was Jennifer. Uh, we got Ruben back and Jeff. And then we have a guest star. Kathleen. There's this podcast um, a friend of mine who first saw The Cure on the prayer tour um, in Boston. Yes. Um, and now, what is this, number two, number three? I think it's three. Number three. Um, and was here with me last night. Um, and it's been a fun um, two-thirds so far. Um, this was night two of our Hollywood Bowl experience. We are all um, experienced Cure fans. Um, I thought this was a good show. I thought the the pop encore worked much better tonight than last night. Um, I don't know about your audience experiences, but I was kind of around a lot of douchebags who, um, you know, weren't weren't really in it. They were excited to be there, but they weren't really ready to experience the show and really give themselves up to it. How were your audience experiences? It was a, almost the same thing as last night where, uh, well, no, it was reverse. So everybody in front of me was really into the show. Cool. Really into further, the show. Were you further back tonight? I was very, I was pretty close. Okay. I was like uh, two boxes away from the pool circle. Rad. So you must have been near me. I don't know where. I was on the other side, on the opposite oh, side. So I was more okay. towards Roger and, ah, and Simon. Okay, okay. And yeah, everybody behind me, it was like, it was really dead. It was like super dead. People were sitting down. I almost felt like a little bad for standing up for so long. Yeah. Um, I tried to be considerate, you know, and, and but everybody in front of me was all standing and dancing. So yeah. I had no choice but to stand and dance with them. <laughs> so so that's that's where I was with uh, like how how the crowd was. It was it was pretty dead behind me, but uh, the crowd was pretty good. Yeah, same thing. In front of me, people were standing up. I don't care. I stand cuz I'm like 2 feet tall. Um, <laughs> this is Megan. Um, and uh, yeah, basically I didn't care. <laughs> I was going to stand and dance. Um, I, I, I thought the crowd was pretty good, yeah, in front of me. Yeah. I feel the same way. I, I, I feel like unless there's um, some kind of reason that someone who needs to be able to see behind me, I'm going to stand and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dance. Because you, you're at a cure show. You're, I mean, like, right. when else are you at a cure show to dance? There were um, children behind me. I didn't care. They stood yeah, on their chairs. That's cool. Yeah. And I mean, like, 
it's they got to learn the hard way. Totally. Tough love. Tough love. And I mean, when everyone stands, it's the rule. It's everyone gets to right. dance if they want to. Yeah. And I so another, I feel totally fine doing that. And I did. This was a pretty dancey set. Mm-hmm. Um, they did a really good balance of dark material and super poppy material. I feel like that exploding boy pocket has been created now of yeah. diehard cure, um, uh, like perfect song with yeah. a, a pop audience accepting. Even if you've never heard that song, you can't help but love it. Um, right. Which is exciting to experience. And they fit it in kind of, you know, they play the exploding boy and then in between days, so they kind of like put it in between yeah. some other ones that they probably know. Yes. So and I like I like the placement of the exploding boy. I think the couple of times I've seen it, it was right before In Between Days. So I think they're doing the same thing. I, I loved the set list tonight. The only thing they could have done to make it better for me was the kiss. <laughs> That's the only thing. But I would having, have loved to have heard that too. Yeah, to have like, you know, want and from the edge of the deep green sea. And then like, shake dog shake? Like, what? You know, that was like crazy. I, yeah, uh, this. I would have, I would have thought that this was the Kiss Me show, but I'm yeah. looking at the set list and it's five songs for Disintegration, five for Kiss Me, five for Wish. So oh, it was yeah. like crazy Split. balance yeah. across the board. I'm the guy waving um, my And some of the B sides kind of <laughs> give the edge to Wish because they they played a, a Wish B side right with um, Twilight, Garden. Twilight, Twilight Garden. Garden. I thought, you know, usually they dominate with one album, and this time it was very well balanced. Um, really cool set, for sure. Now that we've heard them a bunch of times, how do people feel about the two new songs? Because they've really been growing on me a lot. Um, I really like them. Um, I wish I knew the words to the one. The only words I know are a million miles an hour. That's the only part I ever, I'm like, oh, that's where it's coming. But I really, I like both of them a lot. Like one of the songs has, uh, it, it's your, um, it was a B-side, I think it was This Morning or Fake. One of those two remind yeah. me of the new material oh, that they're doing. Okay. Where it's kind of like Simon is taking the lead with his bass. Right. The drums are kicking pretty hard. Yeah. And Robert's very, like, singing very emotional lyrics. Right, right. It's very stripped down, though. Uh-huh. Um, I can't remember which one. Do you remember? It, it, it can never be the same. That that yeah. song, I love that song, and that's exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. It, it reminds me of that, too, and that's probably why I love it, because I love his other songs oh, you mentioned. Yeah. So, like, uh, that I like that one better than Step Into the Light, but Step Into the Light's growing on me. But I like um, it can never be the same with the flame in the background and then how it goes out. Like, and he's very emotional when he's singing. Yeah, and I don't know if you noticed it, but he, I think he walked off stage when he shouldn't have um, because he was crying a lot. Oh, really? uh, So that's why. That's why they had the. yeah, so That's why they had the one I love for you yeah. to take it. Please so hold on. He's, he was crying a lot, but what I noticed is he took off, and Roger gave him this look like, it's "Oh, we're leaving." And yeah. he he kind of locked eyes with Robert. Robert took off, and then yeah. so he left, and then the rest of the band kind of were like, "Oh, we're leaving," and then they left too. Which I was like, oh, was that supposed to happen that way? Or? Yeah, it was weird because a one-song encore. I was like, what's going on? Yeah, well, I thought they've done a one-song encore at some other shows I saw on this tour, but New Orleans, but I think, had a one-song encore. I do remember that though. 
Yeah. Like, is, people and what's that song about? Is that song a, like a kind of a tribute to Bowie's death? I thought maybe it's about his mom. At first, I thought maybe it was Bowie, but then. So. Maybe it's a mixture of the two. So how good did If Only Tonight We Could Sleep sound? That so fucking so <laughs> good. <laughs> yes. So good. So fucking good. Yeah. Although Last Dance still every night is telling me. Yeah, that was really that's awesome. My th- that's my theme song for this tour. Yep. I mean, it's just, it's so good. That and Burn. Burn is swell. Yeah. The drums. Yeah. Oh, maybe. So good. Hey, doesn't doesn't burn kind of remind you of like an updated Hanging Garden in a way? Like just the the rolling drums and the bass line mm. a little bit. I think of Sympathy for the Devil, and I feel <laughs> like the Cure have established themselves as this legacy act that they're on the level now of like you. I mean, the fucking Beatles and Stones are the Smiths and the Cure, and these guys are so they're together and they're so goddamn good. Um, that that's what I think of. Yeah. I was sitting next to a woman who's worked in the industry for a long time, and after I think the first song, she was like, "Oh my God, they are so good." She was she couldn't believe she said she'd seen so many bands that are horrible live, and she was just totally blown away. And she was like standing up through most of the show and stayed till the end, and it was really interesting to see that. Yeah, it's it's funny you say that. I overheard a guy next to me who wasn't really into the show. He was clearly there for like three singles, and he made it very clear. But uh, his girlfriend or whoever was was like, are you okay? Are you liking the show? And he was like, yeah. He's like, I can't believe how good it sounds. It sounds so full. Like, And that was like his biggest takeaway of the night for just a casual fan, which was pretty uh, interesting statement, I thought. If only tonight, I think, may have taken it. Tonight. Yeah, yeah, that was the highlight for tonight, definitely. My yeah. highlight was, was Shake That was my highlight. Yeah, yeah. it just Boy. sounded amazing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you know. So, I, re- I really loved that pop set tonight. I thought Why Can't I Be You was really fun. I thought they were, like, hit it. Uh, well, oh, let's go to bed. I hadn't seen that on this tour yet. It's fucking great. Did they? No, I don't think. Into me. I'm sorry. They all blend in. And this is, I thought about you saying that last night. And... Um, Love Cats is a superb pop song. No, they're great and, pop and, songs. And I, I think there's, it's a separate thing from your memory of seeing a million jillion Cure songs. But separate from that, I feel like it's worth mentioning every time. Like, that's a fantastic pop song. And it is infectious. And it's as dark as other Cure. It's not like it's fluff for another audience. It's a fantastic pop song. Which one are you talking about? Love Cats? Love Cats. Cats. Oh. I like how they've kind of made it a little bit more loungy. Yeah. yeah. I think it works that way. I think it's Robert's, I mean, uh, Roger's a keyboard yeah, a little bit. Uh-huh, He's trying yeah. to put some more into it. Uh, I think they were one shy of the mixed up album. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Like, well, well, what were they not? Uh, um, the Walk. Oh, I'd love to so The Walk's oh. out, but I mean, I'm trying to recount all. No, that's the, true. I think everything else was there. Yeah, they did never. Can I, can I just also say that in the beginning of the show, I wasn't go- going in because I couldn't afford it because I'm deciding to make a documentary. <laughs> My friends bought me tickets, which is amazing. And then in the meantime, Jeff was predicting the songs <laughs> as they came on. I want to know how the hell you knew they were going to play The Exploding Boy. I, I predicted what five songs yes I don't get it I don't know I mean it, it's just kind of obvious if they 
They started doing that wish set. Mm -hmm. I'm rolling. Like, I'm rolling my eyes so far back behind my head that they just rolled back into I'm, place. I'm not the only person who I, who thought they're doing all this wish stuff. It's totally the set where they're going to do this Twilight Garden again. Yeah. So I guess that it makes sense. Um, and then when they started doing that kind of, um, it just I was, did anyone else think the Exploding Boy would play at the show? Well, I could tell as soon as he hit. Before he started the song, and he, they got the guitars. I was looking at the guitars that they had, yeah. and then he they just did like one chord, and then he said, "So I'm like, I know it's the Exploding Boy." Yeah, yeah he said and, something about the B sides. Yeah, yeah, so it was just like you can kind of tell by the guitars that they pick up. That's uh, usually what I do. I cheat yeah, and I look yeah. at the instruments <laughs> at, at hand, and I'm like, okay, either this, this, or this, yeah. right? But I knew that they would play it. If they didn't play it tonight, I knew they'd play it tomorrow night. Totally. Like they would play it one of these shows. Tomorrow's but, setting up for like a super interesting be like man dark set. Like Why right? do you say that though? Because they, they repeated so many of the same songs tonight. They yeah. play, because when, okay, in yeah. New Orleans like Jeff also predicted that they would play two separate nights but I thought it would be like a sort of traditional mix it up kind of and they played every single song was different except for three six. songs. Six songs. Mm. But still out of like 30 songs in a night it was insane. Yeah, I think the encores is what kind of made it more of a repeat night. They were trending different for a while, and then they kind of got back to what they did last night, I, I feel mean, like. Maybe they're taking their experience from fan, re totally. you know, fan, audience reaction, this fan reaction, and really re rebuilding the set list. Like for me, it was great tonight. I, I, really, I was I really happy to have repeats. Yeah. yeah, like it was a well, very yeah. well-structured set. Yeah. I was I'm not saying I wasn't happy. Well, I'm just three, commenting. Three shows too, so I mean, yeah. I think we're gonna get like the Drowning Man, yeah. 100 Years, and stuff like that tomorrow. Totally, 17 seconds set. Yeah, we'll come back. that'd be awesome. Right, but remember, remember, let's do a time warp. <laughs> back to when we were in New Orleans, and we were talking about maybe that by the time we got to LA, there would be three completely separate. Yeah. And I was incorrect. I don't. I mean that. Right, I'm just saying. We'll see. But this is the first place they're playing three. Get the blood flowers openers. Oh yeah, totally. we probably I agree. Out of this world. Absolutely. Oh wow. Thirty-nine. That'd be. I'm. I'm happy to hear those. No. I would love to hear "Last Day of Summer." I didn't hear that on this tour yet. I think it's a great song. Real, you can you split the crowd with Wish songs. Yeah. To me, I'm like, cool, Wish song. Even though songs like that I've heard a lot of times. But mm -hmm. I'm never sick of a letter to Elise. Never. Yeah. High is great. I'm, I like I, that was my first time to hear High on I this tour. High, high is rad. Open's rad. And I, I could live without Open, but Open is rad. It's a yeah. great Cure song. Good intro. Reminds so, me of show. Totally. When you hear tape, it's cool. Yeah. We're, we're at a Cure show. We're hearing tape. One thing... <laughs> One but thing did I did notice with, okay. yeah, he, he, he started playing those harmonics. Yeah, uh, at the very end. Which I was like, whoa, what is he doing? Just let the recording do the work, bro. But, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but like he he got on there, which I've never seen. I don't think I've ever seen that before. That's cool. Yeah, I didn't notice that. Also, I was way further back than a lot of people. I never saw crying. I never saw people leave it. Like, it's a totally different yeah, experience depending on it where really you are. Is. Like, it just seemed like a really smart cure set. It reminded me of the first New Orleans show, except they did the, the poppier encore. Mm -hmm. um, but the crowd, I felt like they read the crowd pretty well. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm Hungry just, Ghost, I liked more than I thought I would. Yeah. 
it was yeah. cool. It wasn't great because it's not. I mean, it's not one of my favorite songs. But yeah, I'm not there yet. It wasn't. Yeah, uh, me either. It didn't bum me out like I thought it would. I like it better than Sleep When I'm Dead. I'll say. Oh that. fuck okay. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I mean, that's a great comparison because I, I, I can. If they want to play Hungry Ghost, that's cool. Right. And then they, it's their set list. That's but cool Hungry riff. Ghost, no thank it's you. It's a cool opening riff. Like I would have fun playing that song. I'm sure that's why Robert favors that song a little bit is because it's probably really fun to play but i'm getting worried because i don't want to go to the mountain view show but i feel like these two shows no i live in portland now and i want to skip mountain view because we've talked about this i really hate that venue a lot um what what did i tell you last night well let's let's we'll get back to that in a second but last night what did i tell you i said that it's a sh- shitty venue yeah. and it's not worth going. But now I'm thinking they're gonna play a stupid weird set list. Yeah, and now That's I'm cool. I, now I'm I know I agree with you. Going. I know I agree I'm with way you. Way closer Wait, do you to think going. Mountain View is shittier than like any other outdoor. The, I've been do you think not, the acoustics are bad or what? Everything. It, d- it depends on where you are. If you're okay. if you're in what are now really expensive seats, the sound is good. The view is good. If you're in the front of the lawn because you bought a lawn ticket and got there really, really early, yeah. right. it's a wor- it's a great experience. Mm-hmm. Almost everywhere else is overpriced and the sound is mediocre yeah. at best with people who aren't particularly interested. Okay. Um, however, I feel like the way these sets have been building, like I don't think it's going to climax tomorrow. Now I think no. they're going to do they're going to finish a trilogy and then do a, some other thing. Mm-hmm. But we could be totally wrong, and they could just kind of go back to yeah. the kind of status quo, which is still so, great. Yeah, I mean, you're not willing to put like your neck on the line and have me I'm, I'm going have now. me have me quit my job and yeah. then go to more shows, yeah. right? I wouldn't for for um, <laughs> that venue. No, that's okay. a tough venue. Okay, so Shoreline's way too big. I've been to almost every outdoor amphitheater mm-hmm. across the U.S. That's that's by far like three times bigger than any other one. Oh, really? It is. Yeah, the sounds. It's iffy, but when you have a professional band like The Cure, they could fix those things, you know, they can make it sound good. The other problem with Shoreline is they, the way they sell their seats um, day of or when tickets go on sale is so crooked. So crooked. They give a lot of the prime seats to the AMD Apple companies out there. I've never noticed stuff um, like this before. <laughs> I have no, I'm like learning something it's, new yeah. right now. They're, they're one of the venues that StubHub like instantly gets mm-hmm. a quarter of yeah. the best tickets. Oh. Yeah. And I, I mean, I think yeah. I'm being pretty liberal when I yeah. say that. They're just um, historically a bad venue. There's just so much money involved in that industry mm. there. And it's, I mean, it's, I think, the end of the Bill Graham era. Yeah. And it's just, there's a few people who have power, and it's like, to get political, so, it's like Ed Lee, the mayor of San Francisco. Um, it's just this corrupt institution, and, like, we got fucked on it. That's all I got. That's all I got. <laughs> more about that. I will see you tomorrow, hopefully. Yeah, Shoreline sucks. But I'm I, I think we're wrapping up. This is, this is Arusha and team. Holy Hour podcast. I can't even talk anymore. Good night. Thanks. Hey, this is Ruben with the uh, Holy Hour podcast. Um, So I wanted to do a quick after show report um, on the last night of the three shows at the Hollywood Bowl. Uh, obviously I think that everybody really knew that we were going to get the, uh, Bloodflowers opener with, um, 
out of this world and uh, watching me fall and then you know them ending the set with blood flowers which um, all of those songs sound really incredible uh, even still um, I know it's not the same lineup that was out there on the dream tour but these songs are still really powerful live it's uh, it's pretty remarkable um, how great they're sounding I, I want to say that uh, this night was uh, probably the best sounding night uh, for me. Um, you know, as far as like the set list is concerned, uh, it was it was also really interesting because uh, it did start out a little a little dark, um, and I thought, oh, here we go, we're gonna get you know, maybe a Faith Encore, or maybe we're going to get a 17 Seconds Encore. Uh, but that didn't happen. They uh, they really stuck to their guns, and they uh, they played a lot of pop, um, it seems, in, the, in most of the encores. <clears throat> Which, uh, you know, I mean, it's a little bit surprising. Um, I know a lot of people were pretty pretty shocked to, to discover after this show ended that... Um, they did not debut a unplayed song uh, throughout this three-show set, um, which is something that I'm pretty sure everybody uh, suspected, um, and it just didn't happen. And for what reason, I'm not too sure. I think that maybe they they were either really liking what they were playing um, and wanted to revisit those songs even more because they had a good time playing them. Um, or maybe, which it's highly unlikely that they're the, at the end of the rope of their, uh, their repertoire of songs, you know. I think 73 total songs have been played on this tour. Um, and I know they usually rehearse around 80 plus so it looks like there's definitely room for some more unplayed debuts. Uh, where they will be, we do not know, right? I mean, I think that's the the biggest thing. If they're not bringing them out for L.A., where are they going to land? And that kind of, you know, all signs kind of point to Shoreline because it's the next show. Um, and then after that, I believe they come to... Portland or, or something like that I can't really remember um, which I'll be at the Portland show so uh, uh, one one thing to to note that I forgot to mention uh, the night before I walked over to Amoeba Music in Hollywood and they had a really cool uh, cure display uh, a lot of uh, vinyl out there they even had the glove uh, vinyl on display. Uh, I thought it was really cool of them to, you know, kind of put that tribute out there and, and really acknowledge, uh, that the band was in town, you know, and kind of acknowledge the, their catalog because what they had out there was, uh, you know, it was all of the remastered stuff, uh, the Three Imaginary Boys, um, they had, uh, Entreat in there as well, uh, on vinyl, uh, the glove, uh, they have their greatest hit stuff out there, um, 
and I believe the remastered head on the door, remastered disintegration. Uh, if you want to take a look at the picture that I tweeted out, um, you can follow me on Twitter. It's uh, double underscore I shan't, uh, all one word. So I S H A N T. Uh, I went ahead and tweeted that picture out to uh, Craig over at Chain of Flowers. And uh, turns out that Reeves saw it and favorited the picture and uh, retweeted it and um, gave, gave Amoeba kudos for, for doing that for the band. Um, I think last night we were talking about how we don't like Shoreline and we don't like the venue. And I, you know, I personally did not want to go to the show unless... Um, certain songs that I was looking to be played were played and I don't think that happened tonight for me I didn't really feel super uh I don't want to say satisfied because I'm always satisfied when I see a cure show but um I think that uh I just didn't I didn't feel like I had any type of closure on this uh three uh night stint and now i feel like i should go to shoreline because the odds are more favorable for them to be debuting uh different or newer or older material at that show and i'm sure i'm gonna regret not going but i think i'm gonna stick to my guns and just go home and head home to portland and see what that show has to offer me. Um, and I'm hoping that uh, I'll get something out of that show as well. I'm Usually I do. I mean, I never get tired of any songs that get played. Um, no matter how many times I hear them, they always sound really fresh to me. Um, which kind of reminds me of the third night the band sounded excellent i feel like robert's vocals were definitely at their peak um he even mentioned something along those lines how he finally got his voice back and uh he he probably i, I think he mentioned that after he sung watching me fall which is a pretty hard and taxing song to sing, especially when you're singing for, you know, that song's, what, 11 minutes long, and I'm, there's a lot of screaming and a lot of emotion into the song, and I'm sure he 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 acknowledged it on stage, like, man, I just got my voice back, and here I am singing these songs again. So I think that when you acknowledge something like that out loud to the crowd, I'm sh you have to back it up, right? And I think that he definitely did that. He didn't. He he didn't really take any songs off, uh, and and by that I mean um, usually he'll kind of instead of sing, he'll take a break and he'll like kind of talk it through. Um, and if you don't know what I mean. Um, go back and listen to like shiver and shake live um like a recent shiver and shake and he's not really singing it like he does on the album track because he knows that 
it's gonna kill his voice and it's gonna exhaust him and there's other songs to be played and sung um and so every now and then he'll kind of uh not really phone it in but he won't uh strain himself on certain songs like that um tonight though i feel like he he sung every song um i'm trying to think of if there ever was a song where he kind of took a little bit of a break and eased up on his vocals but i don't think there was and i think that's what was most impressive is three nights in a row this is the third night you would think the opposite of robert you would think he would be a little bit fatigued um you would think you could see that in the band but that was not the case tonight the band was on reeves was having a lot of fun out there on stage um so was robert so was simon uh, pretty much everybody seemed to be in really good spirits and i think that uh robert's voice was just getting stronger as the set went on um why can't i be you really stood out to me just because he really dug into that song and sung it um so, i mean it, it it was incredible and i think the reaction that the the audience gave for that song was also incredible um and there i think there's something to be said about the 19 like the 1984 to 1990 we'll say 90 uh 92 um singles that they they bring out that era like anywhere from like 84 to 85 on to to 92 it seems to be in the wheelhouse of an la audience if if the cure breaks out one of those singles people are up dancing and singing and that can be anything uh from why can't i be you to close to me to in between days um to hot 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 um and i think that uh, Robert recognized that in the crowd, and I think that's why a lot of those songs got repeated tonight, um, because they they saw that reaction, and they were like, okay, this is the pocket that we need to stay in, uh, you know, because, they, I mean, when you're in a band, I'm sure you, you play things for yourself, but I think that you also, uh, you know, feed off that energy on the crowd, and I'm sure if you get a reaction like that on night two, uh, you're probably going to want to revisit a little bit of that night three, and I think that's exactly what they did. Um, they and I think that's why the encore sounded the way they did. Um, is uh, they they definitely read the crowd and said, you know what, this is this is what a LA show sounds like. This is what a successful LA show sounds like, right? Um, and I think that. Uh, might be the reason why they didn't go with faith or drowning man or the 17 seconds encore because i don't know if that necessarily um fit into la right i think robert mentioned it too that uh before they sang uh before they did friday i'm in love he said you know i normally don't play this um not on a friday but every day in la feels like a friday so we're gonna play it tonight 
And I think that that kind of summed up uh, what they did over the course of three nights. Uh, you know, they're in L.A., the sun is shining, um, lots of stars are out in the crowd, um, lots of peers um, out there as well, too. I saw Davey Havoc from AFI. I'm pretty sure I saw Stewart from uh, Mogwai. Um, and I definitely saw Lowell out there again. I think he was at every show, uh, but I definitely stopped over and said hi to him and and thanked him uh, for everything that he's done for you know every Cure fan out there. Uh, super nice guy, <laughs> really great guy. Took a picture with them, and I was out the door. Um, what what a great three nights. Uh, I think it was a little bit unexpected, again, that they didn't really dig deep into what we all know that they're capable of, but I just don't think it was called for. And I think that, um, you know, after reflecting on it and, and seeing what the band, you know, did over the span of three nights, I think it was right in line with what L.A. wanted. And... <laughs> Uh, I'm sure not every Cure fan in L.A. was looking for, um, you know, the the pop encores and, you know, and and all that stuff. But I think that overall, 90% of the crowd got what they wanted and more. And I think, you know, it, looking, you know, looking at it as a whole, you know, that's all that's all everybody wants. I'm sure the band wants that, and I'm sure. You know, the the everyday fan base wants that. I think that there's only about 100 to 200 of us that are looking for, you know, something crazy to come out of this tour, which is, um, I don't know if that's what this tour is about. And it kind of raises the question, what is this tour about, right? Uh, they're not uh, promoting a new album. Uh, they have two new songs that they're playing. Uh, they seem very happy with those songs, but what are they doing out on the road right now? Um, and I'm, I don't, I don't mean to say that like, you know, why are they here? Because we love that, we love it. You know, every time that they come to the U.S., everybody kind of <laughs> chomps at the bit and they think about what, what can we see? Where can we go? Uh, what types of new stories can uh, can we tell after it's all said and done? Um, but it's just kind of a weird tour now that I think about it. What's this tour called? Um, and should we and should we take the liberty of naming it? Uh, I think that is something that we need to discuss a little bit uh, in the next podcast. Um, you know, f- from start till right now. Uh, let's think of a name for this tour because I'm pretty sure I looked at all the merchandise and I didn't see a name. All I saw is, is the Cure Tour 2016. So uh, I think that might be something uh, to think about. Um, if you want to come up with a name, feel free to tweet it to me. Uh, double underscore Ishant. Um, and we'll we'll try to get a good discussion going. I'm really interested to hear 
what uh, Arusha would call this tour. Um, and I'll just leave it at that. Super tired. Got a real early flight tomorrow. I think it's in four hours or something. I got to get out of here and, and get back over to Portland. And that's where I'll be. I'm really looking forward to that show. I just thought it was so fitting hearing Out of This World tonight when they opened, when, you know, that line where he says, we all have to go back to real lives. I mean, that's basically uh, what's happening uh, with a lot of us out there. Uh, You know, not everybody's on a full-length tour, you know. People got to pick and choose what they want to go to and and what they want to see and why. And I chose these three nights in L.A. at Hollywood Bowl because it's a very iconic venue. It's uh, super iconic. Um, I love L.A. shows. I love L.A. crowds. Um, There's tons to do out here. I needed the sunshine. I live in Portland, you know, now full time. So we, you know, it truly is like Portlandia. We we don't see the sun um, very often. So that's a big part of the reason why I chose these three shows to go to. as opposed to, you know, uh, uh, the three in New York or, or what have you. And those three shows are very appealing to me, too. I think that's uh, another place where I'll be looking uh, f- looking forward to is the three New York shows to see how they differ from L.A. Um, and we'll just go from there. All right. Talking to you later. This is Ruben again for the Holy Hour podcast. Follow me on Twitter, double underscore I shan't. Thank you. Special thanks to Ruben for that final third night segment of the Hollywood Bowl. Be sure to follow Ruben on Twitter. And um, Ruben also comes to us courtesy of the Push Cure Fan documentary that Arusha is putting together. So if you want to see more of Ruben, be sure to head on over to curefandocumentary.com and uh, donate some donate some cash to this project. I think we all want to see this come to life. And... Um, you know, from there you can follow the links on Facebook and Instagram. So it's all there at curefandocumentary.com. And special thanks to Arusha again for putting all these fine people together for us. In the earlier segments there, we heard from Jeff uh, from San Francisco again, and Megan from Chicago, Jennifer from Arizona, Bridget from Florida, Ruben from Portland. And Cindy and Kendra from Denver. So all over these fine states, we have amazing Cure fans. And um, it just seems like a really great crew of people. And uh, thanks so much for for giving us your thoughts on these shows. It sounded like they were a bit surprising, these sets. Uh, they weren't quite the, the New Orleans completely different approach. But they were just more of a refined each night. And... Um, which is cool too just the, just further proving that you never know what the hell's going to happen at these cure shows it's getting pretty exciting at the time of recording this um, they're headed up to Portland in the northwest 
there so uh we'll keep trying to dish out the the scoop as we get it and for a bonus track be sure to check out the holy hour facebook page um in the comment thread of this episode you'll find another one of arusha's buddies dave mr pink eyes himself doing a review of the vegas show and um didn't quite fit with the california theme of this one so unfortunately we didn't get to squeeze it in there but it's a video review of him reading his uh review of the show and it's very awesome and really puts you in the scene so be sure to head on over to the facebook page to check that out and in the meantime thanks for listening this is gavin for the holy hour be sure to subscribe and leave comments on itunes for the holy hour podcast and um Find us on Instagram at the Holy Hour Podcast, and uh, just send me an email. This is Gavin, and uh, my email is gavinconnor at gmail.com. So thanks so much, and uh, until next time, this has been another episode of the Holy Hour on the Road 2016 Tour. Talk hard. Yeah.